Hammer time! What's up and welcome to the horror cast episode number 81. We are going to be continuing our deep dive into hammer horror studios films. This is, I believe maybe the seventh or eighth week we have done this this week. We are going to be talking about two classic hammer horror films to the devil, a daughter from, I believe 1970. Somebody tell me. Six. Mm, six. Six. And from 1974, Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. So really excited about those two. Uh, those were two. Uh, they just stand out to me as kind of like very hammery. Like what it's what I associate with Hammer, those two movies. So uh, interested to hear what my co-host have to say. wanted to just say we are going to extend our Hammer series one additional week than what we were thinking. And that is because the next two Hammer episodes, we are going to be delving into modern Hammer horror. Some of you know, some of you may not know that Hammer has kind of made a comeback, a resurgence of, of um, you know, so to speak, over the past, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 years. Uh, they've been kind of slowly but surely making their way back into some uh, horror releases. And some of you... I might not even realize that some of the movies that you've seen uh, over the last decade might have been Hammer. Uh, so we will be talking about um, next time. I think we said Woman in Black, the remake from the BBC, you know, classic uh, uh, old ghost story. It's Woman in Black starring Daniel Radcliffe. That is a Hammer Studios production. And and what what did we say we were going to do? Did we did we make that Wakewood? Dis- Wakewood. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't seen that. And that is also, I think that was almost the, uh, the first one that they kind of dove back in with, um, is Wakewood. And then the next and the last hammer episode we will do, we will talk about this year's 2020s, the lodge. And the reason we did that is because, um, we were going to do that on the last episode, but it doesn't really come out on VOD until the beginning of May. And we wanted to give everybody a chance to, um, to see it first before we foray into that. So we said the lodge and what did we say? Quiet ones, the quiet ones. Yes. So, and, and also, did you know that, uh, let me in the remake of let the right one in that is a hammer, uh, studios film. And there, there's a few more, but, um, yeah, so I would, I for one would like to see them actually put out more uh, and do more because uh, I think they they make some pretty good choices, but uh, they're not they're not pumping them out like they used to in uh, the '60s and '70s. But um, uh, and and I'm I'm not sure that they even really have a studio anymore. I don't think so. They just kind of distribute or they they purchase you know properties. And, and and put their name on it. Am I correct? Uh, I, I do not know their business structure right now. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, neither, neither <laughs> do I. But that's what I think it is. You know, it's kind of like um, 
uh, almost like a, a, a distribution type thing. Hey, we'll pick this up and we'll distribute it. And, you know, but cause I, I don't think that they're actually putting the, the, the money up front to make these movies, but I could be wrong. So I'll, I'll look into that, but, uh, I am Mark Nato. I'm one of your co-hosts tonight and we've got two other wonderful co-hosts uh, joining me. Let's, uh, first of all, bring in the Taminator. What's up? Hey Mark. Hey Ben. Hey everybody. Happy to be here. She's happy to be here. She's I having am. she's having a no good, very rotten. What is it? No good, very uh, Oh yes, that's exactly I don't remember, but that's my, exactly it. Yeah. My kid read it. My kid yes. read it. But I don't remember. But uh yeah, hopefully uh this conversation will cheer you up. Talk a little bit about, <laughs> about hammer horror. Yeah. And then uh from up in Connecticut, let's bring in Revenant Vin. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, we're we're on our last old hammer episode kind of a kind of a bittersweet goodbye you know it's kind of nice to be able to move on to other things again but this has been a fun ride actually Mm -hmm. visiting a lot of this older stuff i could see us maybe in a year or so doing uh part two that would be awesome and revisiting um maybe not as many but maybe do a three a three week uh series or something and, and watch six others that we didn't get to because let's face it they churned them out (laughs) <laughs> you know, in the sixties and seventies. And there's a lot, uh, that I still haven't seen and that I didn't get to. So, you know, maybe we should do that, but we will see. Uh, just wanted to say that all of our other co-hosts have other things going on right now. And whether it's work, family related, all of that, but everybody's healthy and coronavirus free. We hope you are too. Uh, and when we get back from this very, very short break, we're going to get right into our feature review of Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Hey, love horror movies? Yeah, so do Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies... Killer Kids, Black Magic, Vampires, Shutter Kills, Netflix on selection, Screams on Demand, Shutter.com. All right, we are back. Well, let's get right into it, guys. Um, this is a this is a movie that I had heard of um, quite a lot, and uh, I, I think I'd actually seen this before because I had some memories of certain scenes and. Um, uh, so I was looking forward to looking at it again. Uh, it is from 1974, rated R, uh, one hour, 31 minutes. And it's it's branded like adventure, horror, mystery, which is good because it's 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 kind of like a swashbuckler. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, type of thing. Uh, came out on June 14th, 1974. It's directed by Brian Clemens, also written by him. And it stars uh, Horst Jansen as uh, Captain Kronos, uh, John Carlson as Dr. Marcus, Shane Brandt as uh, Paul Durward, D- Durward, uh, Caroline Monroe, thank you, as Carla, <laughs> John Cater as Grost, uh, Louise Dane as Sarah Durward, um, and, and a host of other people. But those are the main players. And um, here's, I'm, I'm going to give you just a very, very simple uh Storyline here, a vampire hunter and expert swordsman, Kronos, finds himself in a small village where several of the local young women have been found in an advanced state of age, their youth drained from them by a vampire's kiss. 
So let's uh, let's roll this trailer, and when we get back, we're going to get right into our first impressions. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. It is commonly supposed that a vampire attacks in only one way, by biting the neck and draining the victim of blood. The girls you spoke of, they were not trained of blood, but of youth, of life itself. You see? He's been bitten on the mouth. God's sake, I survived the vampire's bite, but he is not the man you are. I'm doomed. My soul, a never-ending torment. start out with Taminator. Taminator, what, what are your first impressions? Had you seen this before? And uh, just a quick overview of what you thought. Um, I do not think I have seen this before. I, I, if I did, I don't remember it. But I will say right off the bat, this is probably my favorite Hammer movie that we have watched so far. I really, really <laughs> like this one. <laughs> Tam, Tammy every week is like, oh, I this know. is my favorite. <laughs> they, they've they've <laughs> really... Uh, They've they've given you a lot of uh, of good movies. Yes, yeah. just when I think they've you know topped it, they take it one notch further. I don't. I just really like this one. It was very swashbucklery, like you said. It seemed to me to have the most flowing story and probably kept my attention the most out of any that we've watched so far. And they brought some new kind of ideas to the vampire lore that we hadn't seen before. And I don't know if that's just because. Hammer had run out of ideas and they just didn't want to make the same movie again. But I really like that idea that this was kind of like an age sucking vampire instead of your, you know, your normal blood sucking vampire. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there was a lot of eye candy in this one for sure, especially for you guys, I'm sure. And yeah, I just really, really liked this one. And it it went somewhere different and just really kept me entertained the whole time. So yeah, A plus. Captain Kronos, he was a good-looking dude. 
Yes, he was. Right? I mean, <laughs> yes, for, for 1974, he was a good-looking dude. You know, they were kind of uh, pushing him as kind of like a sex symbol, like for teenagers and such back then, and, and he was already in his 30s. So I was like, ew, stop doing that. But, yeah, uh, he, I had read that they kind of wanted to appeal to a younger audience, but I think anybody you cast in here would have been in the sex appeal shadow of Carolyn yeah. Monroe. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Revenant Van, what are your uh, opening thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> I know I had seen this film at some point, at least parts of the film. I had never seen the whole thing. Um, but I know I used to get this film mixed up with The Fearless Vampire Killers. You know, from 1967 by Roman Polanski. Um, I don't think I realized that Captain Kronos was a separate film until just a few years ago, uh, where I started started to be able to distinguish them in my mind. Um, But this was the first time watching it the whole way through. Uh, And I, you know, kind of like what Sammy was saying, I enjoyed it. I like the kind of action-adventure aspect. Um, I've always kind of been a a sword and historical edge weapon enthusiast my whole Mm life. Um, so that's just fun stuff. Uh, you know, we would have never guessed. No. Uh, I I think that they're taking a lot of inspiration from the three musketeers, which came out Mm -hmm. just a year before, right? The second part came out in the same year. Uh, but you know, it's got some really good choreography in the end. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more fighting. Um, but like Tammy said, I like the vampire lore, uh, how there's different kinds of undead and how they need to investigate first to figure out which kind they're dealing with and what the weaknesses are. Um, yeah, I think this was actually intended to be a series and you can definitely see kind of a monster mm-hmm. of the week structure, you know, <laughs> at work, uh, that yeah. I, I would have liked to actually see more of, oh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. There are some lulls. It feels a little bit padded at times. Um, and they definitely. Definitely seem to be trying to target a younger audience. Um, you got yeah, you got Caroline Monroe, but there's no nudity in the film. Um, you know, which is definitely different from the Hammer films that we had just been watching. She does her only nude scene ever in this film, yeah, but it's hardly she's, it, <laughs> yeah. the way it the way it's lit, mm-hmm. and also uh, I, I read Hair about this. Right? Yeah, she did not. <laughs> she she was first of all a stunning woman. Yeah, I mean, she's one of the, in my opinion, she's one of the best looking women that that has been in movies like ever. I, I think so. She's been really um, beautiful, and she refused to do nude scenes. She was like, I, "That's not, that's not who I am," you know. Um, other people at this time were just letting it letting it go, and she was like, "Look, you leave something to the imagination, people." Yeah. So mm-hmm. when they told her that. Uh, there was a nude scene. She said, I don't really think it's necessary. And then they kind of compromised and she was wearing like, like nude color briefs. Mm-hmm. And then she was, uh, she had like the gaffers tape, you know? Um, so her hair would stick <laughs> to her breasts. So, <laughs> so there was no way it was go- There was going to get a peek. Uh, and then they, of course they shot it with like that light and shadow in all, in all the right spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a trivia question that yes, she does have a nude scene, her only nude scene, but nothing is shown. So, yep. But yeah, I, I'm with you, man. This is the first time that I sat down and watched this entire movie. I do remember certain parts of this movie. And that's why I I was looking forward to kind of putting all the pieces together. I, I knew I liked the the parts that I had seen uh, because I do like that adventure kind of like guy traveling from from town to town fighting evil with his hunchback <laughs> um, uh, sidekick. By the way, worst hunchback I've ever seen in my life. What <laughs> did they just stick a pillow? <laughs> <laughs> 
behind his right shoulder. Yeah. I mean, come on. Could you could you have built that up a little yeah. bit? I was like, what is going on? Um, and yeah, the characters, I like the characters. It's got a little bit of cheese to it. Uh, some of the dialogue is cheesy and some of the swans. It's also, it's the most humorous one that we've seen. Like there's yeah. purposeful humor in this, uh, yeah. which they, they would, there would be touches of that in other hammer films, but this is like, you know, this is overtly also partly comical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And especially, um, the hunchback, uh, I thought he was, you know, and he was, and it was great because he was so, he was so smart. You know, to me, he was the smart one. I mean, he he really knew everything there was to know about vampires and how to kill vampires and everything. Uh, but but Kronos was the muscle. You know, he was the, yep. the swashbuckler guy. And and I love the fact that you know he's got his own daggone logo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just love it, man. I, and it it really does uh, surprise me. But I guess how poorly this film did it, it tanked i know and that's why all the planned you know uh sequels and with it with in a series never happened because it just it just did poorly and uh, and i'm trying to think of look i mean a year earlier the exorcist came out so we're talking about i mean one of the best made and scariest films of all time you know, kind of just being in the public. I mean, it was probably still playing, right? You know, in a lot of, I mean, I, maybe it was two years. No, it was 74. Yeah, so 73. It might have still been playing in some theaters. I mean, back then, uh, movies just ran for a long, long time. Um, so this is a kind of horror that is the complete opposite of something like The Exorcist. You know, The Exorcist <laughs> is more, you know, rooted in in uh, some people would say no but like reality or more more um you know uh, realistic type stuff and this is more uh like you said just real like fun and jaunty and and i'm not sure if it was what the public was looking for uh at the time so yeah th they did do like a series of comic books I believe one in the seventies kind of right after this came out. And then if you can believe it 30 years later, uh, I believe they did one in the two thousands or 2000, the 20 teens or something. Um, so if you really are hankering for more captain Kronos, you can look those up and those are other tales. Yeah. That's something that we haven't really talked about that at this time, hammer had like their own, their own magazine. Right. And like you said, they had comic books going and stuff like that. So there was like, yeah, it wasn't just the movies. Hammer had like this multimedia, you know, I mean, it was obviously it was crashing and burning at this point. It was going into bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, like if you were if you were a Hammer fan back then, you know, you didn't, you didn't just go see Hammer films. You can go buy a magazine, you go buy comic books. And it was like this kind of expanded universe that you can explore. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of cool. When you think from a fan standpoint. Yeah, it was it was. um I can imagine you know, like people, uh, you know, riding to the, to the newsstand, you know, to get their mm -hmm. hammer horror magazine and the comics and, and all of that. And it's just not really that way anymore, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, I think we were robbed. We were robbed of, um, cause I think they probably could have kept going and, and could have improved, um, upon the idea. And we could have, like you said, monster of the week, there could have been, 
you know, all different types of vampires. It's been like fun TV series almost. Yeah. Like Kojak, but you know, (laughs) you know what it, you know, it would not surprise me if they did something like that. Yeah. If somebody picked this up in some sort of way, I mean, come on. Um, that sci-fi channel has like the freaking Winona Earp or something. And I think (laughs) she's like a vampire hunter or something. Something's going on there. Think about, think about Buffy. Yeah. You know, she's the muscle, but then she has like Giles, who's the, the expert, you know, uh, she kind of has this team that kind of helps her out. You know, uh, she's kind of like, she's kind of like Kronos, you know, and, uh, it's, you you see a similarity going and it definitely worked for that series. Yeah. You know what else it kind of reminds me of too, is like Dr. Who, which is a, you know, a British thing. And it kind of was dying out at that time, but has recognized a real resurgent late resurgence lately and it's kind of that same storyline where you have kind of like the guy and his sidekicks that each have a different role and help him and he goes wherever he's needed to fight evil it's kind of that same kind of story mm-hmm. reminds yeah. me of it yeah well let's get right into uh you know some of our likes uh, on this movie and i'm going to kick it off uh, i really enjoyed the beginning of this movie you know the the like the pre-credit type thing I don't know. Was it pre-credit? You know, uh, the, where the first victim happened. I know what you're seeing. You're talking about. I don't remember when the credits popped in though. I think there was yeah. something in between. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I can't, my mind's going blank, but I think there was something in between uh, that first scene. And when we are introduced to Kronos as he's uh, going through the woods, but uh, the very first scene is, is this, these two girls, uh, teenage girls, uh, pretty girls, you know, a uh, heart, heart hammer really put the pretty girls in this one. Like every girl in this movie was like beautiful mm-hmm. and, uh, they're out in the woods. Um, I don't know if they're doing just messing around playing, you know, as, as you did back in the olden days and the one girl leaves the other girl to go do something and she hears a scream. She comes back and, and this, <laughs> this little blonde girl, I love the way they did these because they just straight up took old men and and put wigs on them. (laughs) The vampire, the shadowy cloaked vampire had, had, uh, you know, attacked her and had drained the youth from her. And it was, it was literally an old man with a blonde wig on. It was great. I knew that something was going to happen because when I saw that girl, I'm like, that's definitely a wig. <laughs> I said, uh-huh. there's, there's a reason she's wearing a wig. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it is, it is kind of cool, though, to have this more of a psychic vampire here. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that before. Um, I'm sure there are other vampires that in, in history in, of, of movies that have done that. And my mind is not, you know... Yeah, we haven't seen it sharp enough yet. to just bring it up. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it was neat, you know, um, and it was every single one that they did. They drained the youth from. They replaced it with an old man in, in a wig, and it was great. It was great. Put a little gray uh, <laughs> makeup on to make him look even worse. And I was like, you know, couldn't they have just like taken the actress and made him look old? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been okay? Yeah, they did it with the mom. Yeah, I guess they did. But I know a couple different ones. They they put old men in wigs. Uh huh. Yeah. And it was it was you know maybe unintentionally hilarious. (laughs) 
I'm not sure if they meant it to be, you know, because there is some cheese in here. There is some yeah. goofiness. So do you think they meant meant for that to be like cheesy or did they think that we wouldn't notice that it was, you know, Uncle Murray <laughs> with a wig on? I don't know. Is it cheaper than making a mask? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the beginning. It was it was um uh, a good little uh, scary moment, you know. At the very beginning, and then bam, Captain Kronos, you know, the, the the title appears. So, what else? What else, you guys uh, like? Um, Taminator, what, what did you like about this movie? Uh, what I, I think one of the things I really, really liked was the heart and like the kind of like the reality of the relationships that we have here. And I think this is why it would have been so enjoyable to see this continue on was the relationship with the three of them between Gross and Captain Kronos and Carla. Mm-hmm. And like in the one scene where he gets laughed at in the pub and he's, you know, the hunchback does and he's like, they laughed at me. And then Kronos says to him, you know, God gave you your body and, you know, so it's special just for you. And he's like, yes. And he also gave me a good friend like you to take care of me. And, you know, and him with Carla, he, he didn't really like kind of just like have sex with her and dump her the way we see a lot, you know, in a lot of the other Hammer movies. He like Mm -hmm. seemed to genuinely really care for her and like her and see her as a valuable member of their team. So I, I I really, it's just too bad that this didn't take off and maybe it's, it was just a, you know, a product of the times and it's just something we would enjoy a little bit more now, but I sure would have enjoyed seeing this continue on and seeing those three characters Continue yeah, I, I like the uh, the kind of the misfit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sort of representation of these characters. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, Kronos, they're, he's kind of very counterculture. You, know, you see him, like, he's meditating. You see him smoking. Uh, yeah. You know, shacking with women barns. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but both him and the hunchback, you know, they, they both seem comfortable more on their own, you know, yeah. with each other than they do within kind of... You know, we know that Kronos has been in the military, but he doesn't really seem that militant, mm-hmm. you know, and the other guy is some kind of professor, but he's obviously not in academia anymore. Um, right. You know, and they when they they free Carla, you know, when she's in the stocks and, you know, her crime was dancing on the Sabbath. And he's just like, nope, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loose, you come with me. He's just yeah. this kind of counterculture, you know, uh, you know action hero um, that. You know, doesn't seem to really fit in the world that he's in, um, and I, I like that. I like that aspect. He's he's a little bit of anachronism in his own in his own era. Yeah, I, I mean agree. that's definitely what was going on in society at that time with the counterculture and the hippie movement and mm-hmm. drop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, who knows if they'd have continued, he might he might have had a different woman every movie. You know that kind of yeah. James Bondish, like a Kronos thing. girl. Yeah, yeah Kronos, Kronos girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do agree that the the three of them had good good chemistry. Yeah, and, they yeah. Yeah, and had some funny parts between them. You know, I like when they're going to bed out out there yeah. in the, the wilderness, <laughs> and he's like, "Where am I going to sleep? Well, I don't know. We only have two blankets. Yeah, <laughs> so have fun. You know, I don't, uh, and it never even shows where she sleeps. She goes yeah. just ro- ro- curled up on the ground and would sleep but yeah well she's not like a damsel that they protect really yeah like if she's with them like she works well yeah. probably <laughs> they, probably they put her to work her, she kind of has to earn her yeah. keep with them the, you know? the reason why she is kind of put in the stocks and you know, like you said dancing on sunday it seems like she's not someone who fits in 
she kind of marches to her own drummer. She kind of does her own thing. So she fit right in with them. And she yeah. wasn't, she wasn't that damsel in distress that just need, of course she was in stockade. So she did need some, some saving, but she, she was, you know, more than willing to earn her keep and to, you know, once and they had no problem telling her, oh yeah, we're vampire hunters. You know, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't hide it. You know, but yeah. We're, just we're like this. them. She obviously doesn't fit within her community. Yeah. You so know, she decided, well, I found my people. Misfit. Yeah. yeah. I found my people. Yep. we're on the Island of misfit toys here and, yep. and we're going to, I'm just going to stick with them and I know it's going to be dangerous, but I, what's my alternative to go back to my village and be putting stocks for dancing? You know, I mean, so yeah, she, she wasn't that typical damsel in distress. She, she was, um, I think that on subsequent movies, she probably could have gotten even more badass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would have learned more and she would have had, you know, been more um a part of what they were doing. See him teaching her how to fight with a sword or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean she could have been Ooh, a that really would be good, good. Yeah, she could have been a real good uh uh feminine, you know, hero. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I think she was a Carolyn Monroe was a pretty popular actress. I I think. I mean uh she only I think did one or two, maybe two, um, ham- hammer movies. I think she did Dracula. Um, was it AD 72? Is that, is that a movie? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is a movie. I, I don't know movie. if she's in it though. <laughs> yes. I think it was her only one. She, she had a, a two movie contract with hammer and, and this was the last one and she didn't sign on to do anymore. So I don't know if them making her do the nude scene, uh, you know, scared her away. But uh, wasn't she the one that was in Maniac? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she went on to, you know, star in that. That was, what, 1980. But uh, I, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. So. We're talking about how beautiful she is, and, but she's a different kind of beautiful. I mean, so far we've seen a lot of these, like, proper women in their Victorian dress with the lady in front of their name, you know. And she, mm-hmm. other than the gypsies that we've seen. And she's, like, got some sturdy stock to her. I mean, you could believe her going on and being one of the three musketeers of the vampire hunting mm-hmm. We meet her with tomatoes in her hair. Yes. <laughs> you know, and she pretty much wears yep. the same outfit the entire time. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and dirty feet and everything right. else. But. Yeah. I mean, definitely her character is that way. But I'm I'm just talking about, like, for me, I'm a brunette kind of guy. And I'm telling you, like, her face is yeah. just flawless. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just She's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, I, I would I would have loved to have seen more more movies, and and not, you know, not in the hopes that she'd really be naked. You know, I'm not that kind of person. I I really would just like to have seen, uh, more of the story. But you know, you can't go back in the past. You can't go back to 1974 and say, people, come on, go <laughs> see this movie because we need more. So it is what it is. What else? What else do we uh do we like about the movie? Well, just to, I mean, again, I just want to point out the humor. Um, I They have like that one shot when uh, when Kronos and her are getting it on. They keep switching back and forth between oh my gosh, you know, that lips. and the hunchback. And the, yeah, but that and the hunchback, uh, you know, playing chess. Yes. And at one point he says, queen to king and mate in one. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes back to them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of knowing humor. And I, I love this scene where they're trying to kill Marcus. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they try hanging them. They're trying to stake them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
when they're <laughs> trying to figure out how to kill him. Because um, that's the great thing about this again that that vampire lore. You know, uh, we're seeing girls attacked while they they're while they're wearing crosses. You know, the crosses are basically yep. ineffective. Um, and Marcus, he doesn't even know that he's a vampire until he realizes he looks younger in the mirror. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of like how in this one, this is a departure from the other Hammer vampire films because it's not about satanic occultism. Yeah. You know, they're not throwing like Satan, Satan, Satan is that is all the time. Um, these are, you know, sometimes they're, they're just victims. You know, these vampires don't even know they're vampires sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like that. And I, I love the whole scene of them burying toads. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was so st- cool. Weren't they dead toads? Yeah, they're dead yes. toads. Yeah. yeah and, and if then, they come back to life or something, that means if a, vampire's... a vampire crosses their path, like the, the, I think the life energy from the vampire will revive the toad or something like that. Oh um, so it's it's so goofy, but just... it's so much fun. But see, that's <laughs> what would have been fun, you know, to go more into those sorts oh, yeah. of things. Like what, what other stuff could they have come up with? I, I mean, know. that is imagine the next movie when they're fighting something different and there's some other ridiculous thing that they have to, yes. you we know, have to, <laughs> we have to bury an ostrich, you know, all the way you up know? to its head. You we know? have to I wear mean, honey. All over yes. us in order to fight this, you know, it just yeah. you, you could you could see how it could kind of snowball into something really funny sometimes. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That was funny, and I like how they when when the one toad came back to life and you just see him yeah. in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just thought it was funny. Yeah. So, um, I, I actually like the score in this movie. The score was like a nice sweeping. Uh, swashbuckling type yeah. score kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of um, you know, sort of like a pirate movie or a spaghetti western or even like a Robin Hood, like like the old Errol Flynn, you know, type Robin Hood type stuff. Um, but they also you know kept that hammer, um, you know, mystique in there. Uh, that kind of uh, good orchestral music i, I like that uh, i thought it was shot pretty well too i mean uh yeah. i think both of these movies that we're going to talk about um looked really good you mm. know especially, well, especially coming i up, love how expansive yeah. sorry yeah. go ahead yeah. no i'm i was going to say especially since uh you know we were coming off of that movie that we saw last last time um what was it about um Dracula in in the seventies. Titanic of Dracula. Yeah, yeah. And, and, Dracula. and and what I mean, think about it. I mean, that thing just didn't have a good copy. There's not a good copy available. Right. But this, both of these, I believe, are on Blu-ray. Um, but man, they look great. They really do. They look nice and, and well. I mean, the clean. cinematography is good, but also like they're using locations. Mm-hmm. You know, they have good sets, but they're using a lot of outdoor shots yeah. in fields and you hear the wind blowing the whole time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it, it ends up being very atmospheric but we're not on stages all the time you know i mean earlier hammer films they feel very st- I mean, the sets are amazing but mm-hmm. they do feel but stagey yeah. Well, yeah even you, even you know they can only go like circus. 10 by 10 feet sometimes yeah even vampire <laughs> yeah. circus right it's yeah. supposed to be you know out in the the villages or whatever right. i uh, wasn't convinced they were outdoors at yeah. the time yeah, um, this one definitely had a, a wider scope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, I thought it was directed nicely by Brian Clemens. I thought that there is a, a, a tad bit of sag in the middle. Yeah. Just just a little bit where I found myself kind of like thinking about what I needed to get from the store. And then I was it like, takes what? a little bit too long for them to get their information sometimes. Or yes. To, yeah. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, just to just to kind of throw it, we're, we're we're really liking the just throw one dislike. It's it's related to that is there is kind of a lull, and also the whole tavern scene mm-hmm. where he has yeah. the fight. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems like we just got dropped into another movie. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's it's like they went across the studio and found a different movie being filmed with people <laughs> with swords, and we're like, oh wait, we just need you for a second, um, yeah. <laughs> because I I couldn't quite tell exactly what was going on. Like the guy who paid the guys was he working for the mother? Yes, but I only know that because <laughs> I looked it up afterwards. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was like, what? We never see him again. Yeah, you know, uh, and there's the, like the blind girl. There's like a blind woman over at the at one of yeah. the tables, and I'm like, oh, what's she gonna do? Nothing. She's just yep. she's just a blind girl at a table, and you know, it's just it, that scene ends up seeming so random. It's like it feels like they were padding it out, and they needed a fight scene. Yeah, and, and the fight scene is so quick. Yeah, we're supposed to see him be an expert, but it's not that exciting. Um, yeah, you know, well, so, that, that's yeah, my that's my dislike. That's my dislike is the the finale. Mm-hmm wasn't as swashbuckling as it could have been. Oh, I kind of disagree. I think that sword fight is really good. But I think it could end, have been, I think it could have been a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, I mean they could have been like swinging from chandeliers or something I guess, but um <laughs> as far as the the choreography If Cushing the choreography could do it, was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I like if how they're Cushing fighting in between swing. the mesmerized twins and stuff like yeah. that or the siblings. I don't know. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that that's probably the only thing that I thought a little, little bit of a sag in the middle uh where where my mind just kind of like law but but I was right back within 5 minutes or so. You know, I, I was I was you know, uh, good about coming back to it. Uh and I watched I watched it all in one sitting. I didn't uh, you know, it wasn't one of those where I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's been a couple of those," right? Not right. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I thought this one just had the best flow to it and just kept me engaged the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think this one really sparks the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was going through, like I kept, I was like writing my fan fiction in my head as I was going. You know, <laughs> dude, uh, I was, I was thinking Harry Potter. You know, in what way? In, in the way that you know, Harry Potter is that world is fleshed out. Oh yeah, okay. you know, mm-hmm. and, and somebody could get a hold of this world and really flesh it out, like you said, the right, fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. You can just see him going from village to village and finding something new every single time. Yes. You know? (laughs) Yep. And and with all these different rules, I mean, there's different kinds of vampires and different rules for different vampires. And and then you could throw werewolves in there and you could, I mean, you could do, you know, tons of stuff and there could be other vampire hunters. There's, there's Captain Cronus. There might be Captain, you know, whatever underpants or something. Uh, and they meet up and you could just, you could just flesh it out. And that's what I meant. Like by, you know, Harry Potter in that, like, it's just a very, um, you know, imaginative world that if somebody had been allowed to really keep it going and and they might have in those comics, I don't know. I need to grab a hold, Mm -hmm. grab a hold of those and see what they did. Uh, but yeah, it very, very, um, very enjoyable. there's, There's a great idea here. There really is. Yep. It doesn't like, I, I, you know, I don't think it always gets off the ground, but you know, you you can see the race that it's running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you see it stumbling and trip along the way, you know, and mm-hmm. you're rooting for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. there's some good shots in here. I, I kind of like that one shot of the flowers wilting when you see the yeah the figure go by. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't quite understand that because if it can bring 
toads, toads to life. Toads I don't know why the flowers are well, wilting. Well, that's a rule, man. That's a rule. It, it brings go. toads back, but it kills flowers. Yeah. No, Vin, maybe if you walk the other way, they'll come back to life. Yeah, that's what it is. I guess so, yeah. yeah. If you're alive, they drain you. If you're dead, they bring yeah. you back to life, I guess. I'm not sure. But that other great scene where the father gets run over by the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> and his arm is off and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and what about um, the... Um, the lady, the head vampire lady, um, uh, Durward? Lady Durward. Um, did you know that uh, they wanted uh, uh, Ingrid Pitt back for that? Well, she basically, I mean, she doesn't pronounce it the same way exactly. Yes, yes. But she's basically a Karnstein. She says yes. she's like Karstein or something like that. Yeah. But she, um, so this is, they, they this tried is like the to, fourth yeah. part of a trilogy. Yeah, they tried <laughs> to uh, link it all together. Like she was like, I, I am a descendant of, you know, the Karsteins or whatever. I don't, I don't know what she said, but, uh, yeah, they tried to get Ingrid Pitt back for that. And I don't know if it was just too small of a role or, or what, or maybe by this time she was done with, with hammer. I'm not sure what happened, mm-hmm. but, uh, that would have been neat to seen seen her, uh, at the end of this, that might've even, uh, you know, made them, yeah. uh, you know, the siblings yeah. were a decent, I mean, they were a decent red herring yeah. in the way that, you know, I, I knew that I knew that the mother was something. I knew that there was something going on. Like, that was obviously a mask. Like, they mm-hmm. were trying to pass this off like this looked like an old woman. And no. Um, like, they're surprised when they find it was a mask. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I thought that the siblings at least knew something, or at least one of them did. You know? So yeah, the fact yeah. that they were completely clueless was actually kind of a twist for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the brother, he had the most punchable face I've seen in a long time. Oh, yep. my God, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, he looked perfectly cast as, like, the most smug little, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I didn't think Lady Sarah was the, the drop-dead beauty that they were trying to say that she I was. I agree. They kept talking about how beautiful she was. I'm like, wait, is this the same one where... Like, like really? Carol Monroe is staring, like, right next to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all like, we know who the real beauty is. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's the script talking right there. Uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to see if this was uh, on Blu-ray, but I, I'm not sure. I, I know it's on DVD. It, it, it was a DVD. weird choice to make Sarah almost, like, tomboyish. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't really take it anywhere. I didn't know where they were going with it exactly. Um, but to make her wear pants, you know, and have the short hair, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like there was there was a purpose there somewhere that I wasn't quite catching on to. Well, I like I kept waiting for that payoff with that. I thought maybe mm-hmm. like maybe she's more involved or something. You know, she's going to end up being really beautiful, and that's kind of maybe like a she tones it down during the day or something. And that I was totally off on that. Mm-hmm. She was or even like they person. were like grooming her to become a member. Yeah, because she also doesn't fit in. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, but yeah, it, it seemed like it was something that was being set up that uh, didn't didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was was uh, Captain Chrono smoking doobie? Yeah, smoking something. <laughs> I don't think he was smoking. <laughs> he called it herbs, man. but I think there was a, like a silent wink there. You it's know, kind of like I mean? kind of like the herbs, the hobbits. Uh, smoke you know <laughs> yeah um i thought that uh uh what was i gonna say my mind just went blank but oh yeah i was i was thinking like this could definitely have been you know something like um uh 
you know, like Blade as a series or Van Helsing or like, like those, um, the remakes of the Van Helsing, the one with, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. even like the Hansel and Gretel one that's a kind of an action-y, um, I guess with Jeremy Renner and I don't know who else it is, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, if they were to remake this, that that's what I kind of think, you know, they would go the, along those lines because that's what it reminds me of. They were, they were more action-y uh, type horror. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would love to see it, man. I, I would pay to see it. So, all right. What else? Anything else good or bad? Tammy, did, um, you, did you dislike anything about the movie? No, not really. The only thing, I, and this isn't anything to do with the movie necessarily. I just don't like that it didn't catch on as well. And yeah. I think you guys, I think if you, if they were to, to make something like this now, it would totally fly. You know, like I think there's an audience for this now. And one more thing to kind of help, exp- and I think this will explain without even, I don't know, like I read that um, this is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. And so yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen that, that could kind of give you a little flavor of, of, I think that might help you to understand the flavor of this. It just has that kind of like almost like a Western um, feel to it, even though it's not a Western at all, but it's got that feel to it. I don't know how else to explain it, but a lot of ac- that action and. Yeah. The, the drifter going to from town to town. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can yep. see somebody with a Tarantino sensibility doing a remake of this though, you mm. know, um, yeah. that rejecting that humor blood spray yes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well he he has always said that one of his last movies is going to be a horror movie um because yeah. he said i think he has said that he's only making a certain amount of movies like feature length movies and i don't know what that number was and he, and, he, and you know him being such a um a lover of horror and grindhouse and things like this mm-hmm. uh, i can't imagine why he wouldn't you know uh, make something like this <clears throat> especially if this is one of his favorite movies that would be that would be the bomb mm-hmm. you yeah. could do a great rendition of this i think yeah well he would definitely get the the box office in for yep. it. so yeah all right well was that it anything else all covered all my notes. yeah <laughs> i mean i didn't i didn't have a whole lot you know i don't think this is gonna be um you know a 10 out of 10 but this is a highly enjoyable movie, and let's just move right into our our um, our ratings. Uh, it, it's it's not a perfect movie. It does lag a little bit in the middle. Um, for some people who do not like the cheesiness, um, you know, or, or some of the the jokey type stuff with your horror, you might not you know find this to your liking. Uh, there isn't a, a lot of like gore in this movie. Um, like we saw with, um, vampire circus, remember there was a lot of gore in vampire mm-hmm. circus. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not that kind of movie. Uh, even with the sword fighting, there's just not a lot of, you know, um, uh, blood and gore a little right. bit, but not a lot. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a story that you can latch onto and characters that you can, uh, you know, enjoy and, and, and actually like they're likable characters, um, th- then I would s- definitely recommend this one. Um, and I would, I would give it a- an eight out of 10 and say that it was highly enjoyable. So at least a rental, uh, was this one that was on, um, um, let me look real quick. It is on Amazon prime. Yeah. 
Okay, so if you have Amazon Prime, it is free to watch. So go on there and, and give it a, give it a go. Give it a go. Taminator, what's your score? I would definitely agree with what you said that this would be a even maybe a good jumping off uh, point for people who haven't watched too many Hammer films. I don't love my horror mixed with comedy, but it works really well here. Um, it's kind of a sophisticated humor. Was still pretty silly, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, now, I would say let me. I just want to make this point. It's not a horror comedy. No, you know, no, no, no. it just has some moments of levity. Yeah, it's, it's lighthearted. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Sorry. Um, go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, okay, so I know I gave that movie that we watched last time, uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula. I said how great that was. It was great to me for a different reason. Like I would still give this one like I would say a 9.5 to be honest with you, but it's a totally different 9.5 than I think the 10 or whatever that I gave to Satanic Rites of Dracula. Um <laughs> that that was totally personal. <laughs> that was just that was a Taminator thing that that is that is not definitely how the everyone would see that movie. But I would give this one a 9.5 just on watchability and story. And I, w- I hope somebody does pick this up and run with it someday. I really do. But it's a different 9.5 than the Satanic Rites of Dracula. It's okay. There's different kinds different kinds of movies that, you know, hit you in different ways. And there's right. still, you can't, you can't uh, rate everything on the same exact scale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. All right, Vin, what you got? I'm right where you are, Mark. Uh, I'm 8 out of 10. Um, same reasons. Yeah, you know, this is a film that, like I said, I was kind of writing my own fan fiction as I went. Uh, you know, just in my head, just thinking of like you were talking about this world. Um, so I kind of like this movie more for for what it's trying to do mm-hmm. and what it's trying to set up than actually what it always accomplishes. Yeah. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's kind of like the the movie that I'm rooting for. You know, even though it's, yeah. it's 1974. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is something that I would love to see somebody do something with this property. Um, yeah. And uh, continue the songs. But yeah, 8 out of 10, it's definitely worth checking out. I'd like to pick up a you know, a Blu-ray copy as well. And it's one that, you know, when my son's a little bit older, I'd like to, you know, sit down and watch it with him. Um, yeah. See what he thinks of it, too. I think he might have a good time with it. Well, you, you send some of that fan fiction along, okay? And, and, and we'll <laughs> let you know what we think about it. All right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so everybody here, all three of us, uh, enjoyed the movie and recommend it uh, to a certain extent. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that uh, feature review of Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about To the Devil a Daughter from 1976, starring Christopher Lee. I was like, hey, uh, no. Can you play the wake up playlist? You like this one? Turn that up. Louder. Alice! Oh my god, what is that? Don't touch it! It's a good song. No! Stop! Stop! No. What are you doing? I know it's a great song with its catchy melody and sing-along lyrics, but we cannot play that song. It's only a song. I'm just gonna play it one more time. Don't! Stop! Killer songs you can't resist. Spotify. 
All right, we are back, and let's dive right into 1976's To the Devil, a Daughter, rated R with an asterisk, uh, <laughs> one hour, 35 minutes, uh, and it came out in July of 1976. It is directed by Peter Sykes. It was written by um, Christopher Wicking and John Peacock, and it was based on um, another novel from Dennis Wheatley. We've seen him before with our, uh, uh, what was it again? Um, Devil Rides Out. Yeah. Uh, was also written by Dennis Wheatley. Uh, and then Gerald Vaughn Hughes uh, was uncredited, and he did some additional material. Not sure why, but we're going to put him in there. Uh, this one stars Richard Widmark, who was a pretty pretty big star at this time, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty um, good box office pull as John Verney. Christopher Lee as Father Michael Rayner. Uh, Honor Blackman as Ana Fontaine. Was it Fount- Fountain or Fountain? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Denholm Elliott as Henry Beddoes. Michael Goodlife as George DeGrasse. Natasha Kinski as Catherine Beddoes. Uh, Eva Marie, um, is it Meineke as uh, Evelyn DeGrasse. Uh, Anthony Valentine as David Kennedy. And there's more, but we're just going to stop right there. So um, I'm give you a, a, a brief storyline of this. Uh, an excommunicated priest, who was Christopher Lee, sets up a satanic cult that looks like the Catholic Church on the outside. But it's not. He convinces a man to sign over his daughter's soul when she's born so that when she reaches the right age, she will become the devil's representat- uh, representative on earth. I guess that's uh, on her 18th birthday. Uh, but, of course, that man... Uh, kind of has regrets and seeks the help of an American occult novelist uh, who is played by Richard Widmark to save his daughter, both physically and spiritually. So that's what it's about. So let's roll the trailer and then we'll get into our first impressions when we get back. The evil power of black magic has fascinated millions of moviegoers. In 1967, Rosemary's Baby in 1974, The Exorcist. And now, a motion picture that probes further into the mysteries of the occult that any has dared before. 98% of so-called Satanists are nothing but pathetic freaks who get their kicks out of dancing naked in freezing churchyards. I have a feeling I'm dealing with that other 2%. Richard Widmark challenges Christopher Lee for the soul of a girl named Catherine in the terrifying film of Dennis Wheatley's sensational bestseller, To the Devil, a Daughter. Te adoro et te invoco. They've got Catherine. And we've got to get her back before it's too late. this ceremony has been performed, I shall destroy you, John Burney. The demons hate you, Rainer. They're waiting for you. Catherine. Catherine. You are warned. The full shock. The full satanic horror. 
is yet to be revealed. It's a me! Don't! Okay, we are back. Let's get into our first impressions. Uh, Vin, have you seen this before? And what are your first impressions? Uh, I had not seen this before. And I didn't know much going in other than that it was another Dennis Wheatley adaptation. Uh, and for for most of this film, it didn't really feel like Hammer Productions mm-hmm. that we had grown used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that Hammer was trying to catch up with American Horror with this one. Uh, definitely some high production volume production value in certain ways um so i mean i was definitely struck by how good the film looked i mean the cinematography is crisp um i forgot at times that i was watching a movie from 1976 because of how Mm -hmm. good the camera looked uh you know it was very clear um and i think the location shooting and the abundance of insert shots also gave it a much more hollywood feel than what we've seen Mm -hmm. um but uh, this is a film that they were writing the script for as they went, and it really shows, especially at the mm-hmm. end. Um, it looks slick, and a few good scenes are in there, but it meanders and it really lacks focus. Um, and plus, I, I know that Richard Midmark, Widmark was a a known, you know, big star, but I, I don't know. I think he's just miscasting this or something. I mean, he lacked yeah. personality and didn't show any range. And uh, I read afterward that he was difficult to work with and kept, mm-hmm. you know, almost walking off set. And, <laughs> you know, I think his his lack for the passion for the project shows. Um, and it, as I'm watching, I couldn't help thinking of The Omen yeah. as I was watching, mm-hmm. which came out the same year, you know. And it had a middle-aged American male as protagonist fighting devil worshippers in England <laughs> who were using yeah. a child as an unholy vessel. And w- there was in the church and everything else. And I'll say Richard Widmark is no Gregory Peck. Um, yeah. so he, he was, he was, he was pretty bland stuff, especially when you've got Christopher Lee, who was still putting in a pretty good performance. Um, so anyway, that, that was, that, that's my deflated first reaction. <laughs> All right. Taminator. Uh, I'm also going to give a deflated first reaction. <laughs> so this was very hammer meets Hollywood, but almost like oil and water. You could the two just didn't mix and you could pick out which was which it did have a slick look, but uh, this, <laughs> I am no aficionado, but I am going to say right now, this is the worst, not only the worst hammer movie I've ever seen. This is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. No. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I had such, I, I don't ask me what this was about because you will embarrass me because I cannot even tell you. And, <laughs> I can't it, they were writing this it, it felt like totally just like they were making it up as they went along really and I found um the Nastasia Kinski so irritating she's just so irritating and that sniveling dad Henry right oh my god I, I don't know I just didn't really like much of anybody in here even my man Christopher Lee did not do it for me in this yeah, I just did yeah, not get naked for at you. all. I did get to see his booty, and it was pretty nice for like what is he like sixty in here? I think I did nice. read that was a body double. Yeah, it is a body double. <laughs> oh, is it? All right. Yeah. Well then, yeah. okay. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This was pu. Oh my gosh. 
Okay. The fact that you you think this is one of the worst movies ever, yes. and you and you gave a glowing re- review to uh, the yes. Satanic Rites of Dracula. This makes wishes me want it to, was the Satanic Makes <laughs> me want to scream bloody murder. <laughs> okay, I just want to say that um, you're putting us in the awkward position of having to defend this film now because of your statements. <laughs> you, you have chosen. The line has been drawn, and you both are standing over there. So let, good let luck. me just tell you. Let me just tell you. I enjoyed this movie. I think better better than most than both of you. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was well acted. I, I do believe that what Vince said is true. Uh, Richard Widmark is no Gregory Peck. Uh, and they probably could have cast that, that role a little bit better. Somebody with a little bit more personality. He was a little bit dry, but I mean, I thought the story was really good. Um, it, it, it does. It did remind me of the Omen a little bit, you know, uh, they're shot at it. And y- even the look wise, Yes, it, it, it was very omen-esque. Uh, of course there was a story. It was a, it was very easy to follow. No, uh, I could not oh, follow yes, it at was. All. I would say for no. the first half it's not easy to follow. Look, because you I'm they... not I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer and and I picked it up very quickly what what was happening. So you knew why he was picking her up at the airport? No, but I figured okay. out very quickly. <laughs> why know, did I, the I have... dad, why was she ever signed over to the devil worshippers to begin with? Did they ever answer that? Yeah, they showed the scene where it happened. They show Wait, Okay, where it happened, but not why. Because he was scared to death. The, 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 he, they were going to kill him. Yeah, because they so had already. Give, okay, we're all parents here. So you would give your kid over because you're scared for your own life. Okay. You give your kid over to the devil. He's definitely not dad of the year. Okay. <laughs> no, he is definitely He's definitely not. a sniveling, you know, yeah. kind of person. But, uh, you know, he, he maybe he thought, you know, I'll do this and this isn't really real. And then I'll, you know, get her out, you know, when I, when I can't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I can suspend my discipline belief there. I've done it on much bigger things. In, in other movies, but I mean, I thought that the whole um, the plot point that this is a satanic cult that looks like the Catholic Church, they're using the Catholic Church as a front um, for this cult uh, uh, of, of Satanists. I, I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was, cool it was really idea. cool. I thought Christopher Lee was, was really good and really um, uh, menacing. As uh, uh, as the the father, and I liked um, you know he, he had these powers. You know, he was talking on the phone and he was wrapping that rope around his, his you know, and, and there was a snake that this guy was seeing, and you know there there were satanic powers at play here. And then let let's just get to to the end where you know whatever that thing was. A succubus, an incubus. What was that thing um, that um, that came out of her or went into her or what? What, what really was it? it? A really I, bad puppet. Dude, I think that so... was Astaroth or something, right? Yeah, I think that was I'm... actually the, the demon okay. possessing her. But that, to me, that is so like seventies and cool. It was it was practical. It was it was gross. 
you know, did it look a hundred percent real? No, but there's all kinds of movies uh, from the seventies that don't have great special effects. I, I thought it was, was just fine. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think it wrapped up a little bit too neatly there at the, uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there could have been a, a bigger, uh, showdown or, or more, more at stake. I think, uh, Christopher Lee was kind of like defeated too easily. Well, well the fact that I he guess... just walked right in there and took her out by. <laughs> well, though, I guess, I guess in the original script, it was supposed to be that Christopher Lee's character steps out of the circle of blood and he's uh-huh. struck by lightning. Okay. Uh, and they realized that they had already killed Christopher Lee off in Scars of Dracula that way. You know, by being struck by lightning. So apparently they wanted to come up with something different in like the last five seconds when they were filming or something. So, but it ends up coming off as like, it looks like two kids who are like playing pretend, but uh not by the same rules, you know, where it's like, I have a force field. Yeah, but my blue sword can go through your force field. I don't know. It's like, you know, my my magic rock is going to hit you in the forehead. (laughs) And he goes and just throws a rock at him. Yeah. I mean, I think that I don't was know a little... if that's worse or the thorn bush is worse. For... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Christopher uh, Lee deaths. Yes. It was a little it was a little goofy there, but I, I forgave it that. I forgave it that. Um uh, I I did think I thought uh, Natasha Kinski was 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 good con- considering she was what, 15, 14? 14? I wouldn't say she's good. I don't know. It, it that was awkward. Uh, um but, yeah, I mean there's for a anybody scene which is very awkward. But yeah, even like when she's scene. acting, when she's acting like sexual and licking her lips, you can yeah, tell she's, this is somebody, this is a kid that is way too young to even know what she's really doing. It looks so awkward and <laughs> unpracticed, thankfully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I'm like, I just felt it, it didn't yeah. sit well with me at all uh, when I was watching it. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, Natasha Kinski does a full frontal nude scene in this movie and it's it's She's very apparent that that she was what 14 yeah when, when she did that uh so yeah it's i'm not sure like what they were thinking scene with her and i don't know there's just not enough showers to get that off of you rapey you know? scene you mean with the uh the incubus or the yes mm-hmm. well they got yeah. the statue Oh, well, they too, lay like... that statue. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. statue. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. I give them props. That was creepy looking. That crucifix looking thing with its legs spread apart. Like, that was that creepy. scene isn't bad. It's how young she is that's yeah. creepy. No, about that, that was scene. one of the better scenes. But yeah. yes, it's like she's fourteen and she looks like she's fourteen. Yeah, that orgy was way better than what we saw in The Devil Rides Out. Well, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. There's a lot more graphic. Like, yes. they're, like these are more menacing Satanists mm-hmm. than, than the ones that we saw in the devil rides out, you know, yeah. the devil rides out. They're all hoping and hollering and they're, this is topics. only like eight years in between. A lot has happened already in eight years. Yeah. Yeah. With censorship and everything else. Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand why they, I mean, the story called for a girl who was about to turn 18. So why did they need to go out and get a 14 year old? I, I know I it's crazy. I, don't I think they, they, they tried to get her really father special. in the movie, Klaus uh-huh. Kinski. Um, yeah. It's amazing that they're from the same stock because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's an ugly looking dude. But uh, 
I, they basically asked him, like, if if you went into this film, could could you stay sober for more than ten days? <laughs> and he pretty much said, not guaranteeing anything. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't think I can. I, I can't be in your movie. That's too long for me to, you know, not be drunk. Um, but <laughs> for, from what I understand, this movie looked good because partly it was majorly funded by Germans, by German productions and American productions. That's why we have an American star and a German actress. That's why Nastasia Kinski is in there. Um, mm-hmm. So they needed people from certain nationalities because of the money that they were getting. And this film was actually actually made a decent amount of money, but all that money went to the financers. Like none of it went to Hammer. Yeah. Um, so I I guess that's the German actress they went with. I mean, she's definitely strikingly you know good looking, uh, but it's just it's like wow, you. It's a very weird choice. Uh, yeah. For this and, role. And, I mean, in the in the mid seventies. Especially yeah. like in Germany, maybe that wasn't that big of a deal, you know. Uh, it it definitely does not fly today. No. <laughs> it does not fly today. So, um, you know, if, if you're sensitive about that stuff, that then this would be a skip, <laughs> you know, or at least skip that that part. Um, but yeah, but I, I thought she did a pretty good job. I, I thought that uh, you know, I think this is probably her first movie, or or near close to it. And the fact that she had such a big role in it, uh, you know, I thought, I thought she did pretty good. Um, I, I enjoyed the, um, uh, the scene where she's basically possessed by Christopher Lee. Remember that? And she's walking away from, um, mm-hmm. Richard Widmeyer or whatever, or what's your, what's his name? Widmark. Is it Widmeyer? Yeah. Widmark. And, uh, he goes across that little bridge and he's chasing her. Uh, with, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, he has no idea that, uh, he's behind, you know, and, and then he, uh, uh, turns her around and, you know, I just thought it was kind of a neat scene. Like he was possessing her. Like, that's why I liked that character. He had, he had some devil powers. Yeah. So a lot of the powers we see are pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I will agree with you there. Uh, they, they definitely seem more menacing then mm-hmm. again, like what we saw in the previous Dennis Wheatley adaptation, where there's like yeah. a giant tarantula that doesn't really look real, or you oh, know, dude, this, this, this was <laughs> this was. I mean, they don't even seem like they're in the same universe. Um, no, as well, far as I, like Dennis yeah. Wheatley was furious over this film because um, it didn't really fall. It, it, from what I understand, how it went was, you know, obviously Hammer is collapsing, and. Uh, Wheatley was very happy with The Devil Rides Out. So he Uh basically gave full rights to Christopher Lee that Hammer could make this film. And when they basically tried to adapt, when they thought about adapting the book, they're like, this is going to be $10 million if we have to adapt this book. Um, So they only kind of did did the bare minimum for the seeds of it. And then Mm -hmm. they kept rewriting it as it went. Like every single day, there were like pink new script sheets that they were going through. Um, And, you know, they didn't know how the movie was going to end yet as they were going, basically. Uh, and again, it, it's meandering sometimes. That's why, like you know, uh, you know, Richard Redmark's right. He keeps like leaving the apartment. He's just like, I gotta go. Can you watch her? I gotta go. Can you watch her? It's like, dude, just <laughs> yeah. We just keep watching this couple with the with them. With, and then, but, and um, then they and then they pay the price, right? Yeah. And I did like that couple. Um, yeah. I especially I like I like having these two like very horny friends because it shows that the film isn't prudish or sex negative when you have like the crazy orgy scene going on and stuff like that. You know. Um, so that was, you know, you, you see at least two sides of sex in that way, which is which is sex. Nice. It's not you know? just for Satanists, <laughs> right? Exactly. Alrighty then. 
that's their <clears throat> public service announcement. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh, when when Wheatley saw it, uh, he he was completely horrified. He thought it was completely obscene, and he said he would never like let Hammer make another film of his, from one of his works again. Um, which of course they went bankrupt after. So <laughs> I think he died shortly after anyway. So was this um, their final movie? I think this is. I think so. Yeah, from, I, mean, I could from, be wrong, but I think, the, think I think it is from the uh, you know the the original era. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can see where where you're coming from, um, but I, just for some reason, I mean, underage nudity w- with you know withstanding. Uh, I, I just thought that it was a, a really good um, you know suspense thriller kind of. You know, a little bit of a mystery there. Uh, I thought it just portrayed the satanic cult in, in in more of a realistic, like gritty, like menacing way. Like, I, like you said, eight years between this and the Devil Rides Out, and and yeah, while world, yes, worlds apart while, in certain ways. Yeah. Oh yeah. While, while I uh, definitely understand, you know, Devil Rides Out is is a completely different kind of tone of a movie. And I enjoyed it for what it was. Th- this is just more my up my alley. This is this is very like, I guess if Omen was like a B movie, yeah. You know, I, I just I feel like Omen is is on another level than this. Well, this is but, you know we think some of the things that you know I think that you're also uh, responding to that I thought were pretty good was uh I like the music. Yeah, it's kind of got the high pitched strings and the voices. Um, yes, very indicative of like seventies Hollywood. Or mm-hmm. at the time, you know, and there's not a lot of music, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's an adventure film, like no, it's minimalist, you know, like Chrono State or anything like that. Um, yeah, it feels late 70s in a good way, in that way. Um, there are some cool shots that I wrote down. Uh, I like the the kind of bloody ghost getting up from the altar. Yeah, that looked really cool. I like the color change when he's in the circle. Um, you know, and with, I with the tornado. I, yeah. And uh, this is this is weird praise, but I I thought the actors were really good at being corpses. Mm-hmm. You know, like they actually look pretty dead. I was pretty uh, impressed with that. You know, there's so many times when you see somebody breathing or they don't look dead at all, or you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, these people know how to be corpses. That's pretty good. I mean, that's that's a weird praise, but uh, you know, I'm gonna call it out as I see it. There, but yeah, I mean, I was looking at some review of this, and they called it cheesy. I don't find this cheesy at all. Well, I mean, the, the red puppet's cheesy, but yeah, but I mean, it's it's no no more cheesy than you know the brood or or anything like that that has you know. I think that it's got a of... it's got like a Hollywood shine on it. I think that makes me not associate it with being cheesy. If that makes any sense. But I don't think I, I, I saw know, some review from Roger Ebert that said something like. This was like the the most like uh, I, I I have to paraphrase. It was something like this is like the most slickly produced exploitation film I've seen in a long time. Yeah, um, you know, acknowledging the very the very slick veneer that's on this when yeah. the subject matter is very exploitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I I enjoyed it. I really did. I thought it. I thought it was. It kept me, uh, um, you know, interested the whole time. I was uh, invested in, in the characters, even though, like I said, I think um, the main character, the, the the occult novelist or whatever, and who, by the way, he's not he's not in this thing 
for the right reasons anyway. He just wants a book. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, he just wants a book out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, but, uh, so to me, would he go to those lengths risking his life to, to save this girl so he can have a book, you know, the book rights or whatever. Well, that's the other thing that I think is interesting about this kind of like about it is that Catherine, I think is her name, right? Uh -huh. Um, she doesn't want to be saved. No, you know, and I like how the ending is kind of ambiguous as to whether or not he was actually successful. No, she's totally, she's totally Satan or she's, yeah, totally I mean, it's so I kind of like that, that kind of downer ending and the fact that he's saving a girl who doesn't want this save. Yeah. She um, wants to be the, right. She wants to be know, the, the chosen one or the yeah. vessel or whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, then there was some <laughs> violence towards, uh, women in this one. Cause he, he beat her down <laughs> when she <laughs> was screaming in the room. Like, you know, uh, he, you know, he is our Lord and we want to serve him. And like, she was like being kind of like, uh, off the wall and he just punches her. Right in the face. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, we're going there. We're punching, uh, 14 year old girls, but well that, and when that lady's given birth and they tie her legs together, so that all will like explode out of her. Stomach, yes. and then she would. They made her feel bad, and she wouldn't take the morphine or anything. And yep. yep, wow, that's pretty cruel. Do you guys know? Did they use this exploitation of her being like fourteen as like a hail mary because Hammer was failing, or did they try to hide how old she was at the time? Do you know? Uh, I, I, mean, I haven't run across get... anything contemporary about the reactions yeah. for it. Yeah, well, she comes out and she will say uh she was a different age she'll say that she was old enough or so i forget what she was saying um because i saw a, an interview with her like she kind of like glosses over it and denies it but i mean come on <laughs> i mean it's it's not that hard we know when the movie was made and we know your age, you Do know, math. your birthday. Yeah. So it's math. <laughs> it's not that difficult, but, um, I don't see anywhere. Matter of fact, it wasn't until I, uh, saw this movie that I even realized that that scene was in there. Like, I've never heard of anything like that. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't been touted to, you know, to me at least. Yeah. This is where Watson, Watson said something is. on, Watson said something on the last Hammer episode really mm -hmm. quickly. So I knew that there was something that was going to happen, but yeah, I, I had no idea. I didn't know the context for it yet. Yeah. So I don't think it's like really, uh, maybe it's common knowledge. I don't know, but I don't think it's definitely, it wasn't a tagline. It wasn't something they were, you know, okay. come see the sexy <laughs> underage girl. Word of mouth got out and then everybody wanted to see it, you know, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, any any of our listeners, uh, if you're uh, a little uh, older and you were uh, going to the movies and stuff in the 70s, uh, you know, I was three years old at this time. So, <laughs> okay, well, not... I'm a little older and there was definitely a, a Lolita-esque kind of ideal in the 70s. I mean, if you look at like Taxi Driver and, mm. uh, well, you I know. I remember uh, this. Brooke Shields was, and then um, what's Brooke Shields in? Uh, was it Blue Lagoon? And there's a couple of movies where yeah. they were doing this kind of thing. And look at Roman Polanski is 
you know, yeah. kicked out of the country forever for this kind of thing. It was all happening around that same time. Yeah. So I think it, I mean, it was definitely more accepted. Yeah. This is also like when porn went mainstream, you know, mm-hmm. I think that there was just a, a more permissiveness to when it came to nudity mm-hmm. and sexuality. Um, that was definitely a backlash once the eighties hit and you had the, yeah. you know, moral majority. Push they were probably, back. they were probably thinking, you know, nobody, I mean, there wasn't like the kind of social media and scrutiny there's, they were probably thinking no one will ever even really know, you know, unless we yeah. put it out there, but. And child sexual abuse wasn't something that was talked about very much in the seventies. Like I know that there was a book that came out in like around 1980. It was something called like the, the worst kept secret or something like that. Um, when people started talking about it more publicly in like the early 80s, um, it's just not something that it seems like in the 1970s they were talking about quite as much. Well, and women hadn't really come into their own where we weren't just seen as sex objects, you know, and these are mm-hmm. young girls we're talking about. I'm not saying they didn't do it with young men, but these are young girls that we're talking about. And I think, you know. Especially if porn was just becoming more mainstream, women were still seen a certain way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I remember seeing um, there was a Jodie Foster movie called uh, "Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, anybody seen that? I was that? thinking that too. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's a '70s movie. It was a um, a movie that was on like during Sunday afternoons growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I and saw I, it on cable. Yeah, I really like the movie. It's a good movie. It's not necessarily a horror movie. It, it's it's kind of a thriller, though. Suspense yeah. thriller. Yeah. And I was watching it one day, uh, several years ago, and and there's a nude scene with Jodie Foster, who was probably what thirteen at the time. Yeah. And I, I was say. like, say what? And it ends <laughs> up it was her sister. Yeah, it's is, a body double for her. Her yeah. body body double for her, but um. I'm you not couldn't sure even suggest how... that that was a 13 year old today. Yeah, like no, why right. even why why was that even necessary? Yeah, so what? I think that uh, you definitely have a more um, you know permissive you know attitude about that stuff back back in '76. It doesn't make it right, you know. So um, what else? What else? I mean, I, I just can't believe that you hate this movie that much. Oh, I just I, I was mad. Believe. I was <laughs> mad. <laughs> I just don't I get was. it. Hmm? I don't get it. I don't get it. Anything else that uh you like, um, Vin? Uh and we covered everything that I like. Uh, I didn't I didn't hate the movie like Tammy did. I just I wasn't high on it. Um yeah, Richard Widmark, he he was boring me uh as I was watching him pretend to care. Uh, <laughs> throughout yeah. the film, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, some of the scenes that you said uh, that you were talking about, like the, the kind of black magic scenes, I thought some of those were actually pretty good too. Um, and I like the friend characters, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's there's there are things to be found in this film um, that the film does does okay. Uh, and for a film that was basically being written as it went, it's more cohesive than maybe it deserves to be. Um, it was just kind of frustrating because it's definitely a film that's showing you rather than telling you anything that's going on. So it takes a while to figure out exactly why people are doing things. Um, You find out after the fact, but it can be very frustrating while it's happening uh, because you don't really know exactly why people are doing what. Um, Yeah. And see, I like that. I I like that. I don't, 
I don't like it to be like all the time just completely explained. I like there to be a I elementary like so an element what of I'm trying watching to is still compelling. Out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I like I, so long as what I'm watching is still compelling. I don't mind it. But yes, exactly. When I was just watching like them, like you know, picking up people at airports and then hanging out inside apartments, yeah. and I'm like, all right, well, well, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this, but, but. he explains <laughs> it right away when he yeah, gets this. when he gets to the apartment. Mm. Yes, he does. He says, uh, "My father, your father, told me to pick you up." You know, and I'm supposed to be hearing from him. You know, he'll explain everything. And then the dad calls and, you know, and and I like the fact that, you know, she is sent and and I'm not sure what's going on and why she's kind of the center of this, you know, the whole story. And what does Christopher Lee have to do with it? Because he's a he's a Catholic priest. He's a good guy. Right. And and you know, I I just I, I liked that. I liked the fact that it was kind of unraveling uh, and and I didn't need to know everything. Like uh, everything didn't have to be spelled out for me. You know, I I got to it eventually. And that, that's just me. I thought it was good that way. Okay. But you know, that movie that we watched, what did we scream of scream of fear, right? The black and white one. Taste of fear. Okay. Taste of fear. That, Okay, that's a case of that working where I'm, I don't mind watching and being invested and letting this unfold in front of me. This one, not so much. It's a different, yeah, it's a difference between having a mystery and having them just not telling us stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just felt like they're just not telling us things. Yes, um, and it wasn't stuff that necessarily, it wasn't like a revelation when it came around, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I feel like they were trying to keep the fact that Christopher Lee was a bad guy from us as long as possible. Um, but it kind of did it in kind of a frustrating way. <laughs> um, you know, and I he has that line at the very beginning, like, it is not heresy. I will not break hand, you know, and <laughs> I still don't know what the hell he's talking about there exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's he, the movie is frustrating for me in some ways. He, the thing is, as I'm watching it, like, the, it, it looked so good. It was drawing me in, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, this movie looks great. We're doing close ups. We're doing different angles. <laughs> we're doing. Yeah. location shots i'm like yeah. holy crap you know this is you know this is like a gem that i had never really had before you know, i'd never seen before and then they just kept going and i'm like oh okay uh and yeah. then it, then you know they chris really gets a rock thrown at him and i'm like ah oh, crap you know um, okay that, that, that's the worst part of the movie okay but Good i think it comes still, at the end i still <laughs> feel this is is still more more of a hidden gem than, than it is like a crappy movie. I mean, it's still got a six out of 10 on IMDb. Um, but See, I, what I, I don't is, think this if is this a movie bad came movie. out today. How forgiving would I be of what was going on in this? Um, you know, I, I felt like, I feel like I was being more forgiving of it because it was 1976 and, you know, I well, was giving it more I mean, if the Omen came out nowadays, yeah, I'm not the, saying the film is the exact same thing. I'm saying yeah. that like the things that were happening in this film were happening in a modern movie, and they were handled in similar ways. Would I, would I really like it? And I was not really sure that I would be all that yeah. crazy about it. Honestly, the only thing I didn't like was was the the rock. I just, I just felt that was too easy of a, you know, uh, there could have been at least been a struggle or something in the circle, and he had to kill him or some, something. You know, not just a a rock, and it was something. What was it? It was something, some kind of rock 
It had blood on it, right? It had one of his disciples' blood or something. That's why he was able to cross the circle. Yeah. Um, I'd say these are the rules they're making up as they go along because they don't establish any of that stuff before. Yeah. Um, but maybe, but I, <laughs> maybe if they got into a fight and he bashed him in the head with the rock. Yeah. But to throw it from across the circle. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I'm, I'm imagining like a, I'm imagining like a, a cut, you know, like a, a, a super cut of all the deaths of Christopher Lee and Hammer. Uh-huh. And you start off with like him dissolving in sunlight and crap, you know. And then the last two, or he's caught in a bush, and then he gets a rock through his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> that would be the most anticlimactic yeah. series of supercuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they could have at least done like a an omen thing and like cut his head off. Yeah, you know? I mean, we had an awesome beheading, you know, last episode, but yeah. I don't know. I do agree with you there. And and I think that that brings it down a little bit for me, but I, I think everything else, I, I was just on board. I, I thought I, I, like, I felt like it was very similar to that. The satanic rites of Dracula, what, what they were trying to do. Like, yeah. Like with the story and kind of, uh, you know, Scotland Yard or whatever, and people investigating. And, I, I, you know, I just kind of felt it was something. But that movie just did not hold my attention at all. That was a, I had to sit down three or four times to get through that bad boy. This one, for some reason, you know, kept me, you know, uh, engaged the entire time. I just, I just thought that it was good. I, I liked Christopher Lee's character. I thought he was menacing. I would have, I would have liked even more Christopher Lee, uh, you know, stuff. I would have liked to seen him do even more stuff. Um, yeah. It was nice to see him playing a human. I mean, we, we haven't really seen that since scream. Yeah. Up here. Yeah. He wasn't a vampire or anything. Right. He was still he menacing. A, I mean, he was yeah. a good villain in this. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a, and a creepy dude, man. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, disrobing to, you know, rape this girl or whatever. And, uh, it was, it was, he was a creep, but, uh, um, you know, and I like that little, um, little air, um, time in the, in the middle, I guess, again, this does drag a little bit in the middle. It, it does just like the, the former movie we were talking about, but, uh, where they go in and he's talking to the bishop and the bishop is trying, it, it gives us all that information. Like, who is this guy? Who, who is this priest? Uh, you know, father of Michael Rayner, you know, he was excommunicated. Why was he excommunicated? Well, because he, he believed, you know, in, in this, and he believed that, uh, Astaroth was, you know, you know, one to be worshiped. And, and so he was kind of trying to explain a little bit and that gave us a little bit more, um, backstory. Yeah, there's also like weird scenes though, where like he goes to like the the one like church and there's like just like a choir singing in there. Uh huh. <laughs> and then like they ask him to stand, he leaves. I, I, I wasn't quite sure what. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. we were doing <laughs> in that scene. I don't even um, remember that scene. So I mean, it, it probably it, maybe it wasn't very important. I don't know. It wasn't important. I, that's why it's just one of those things where um, it's just one of the times when like he left the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did find that was a little goofy. Like, uh, yeah, this guy really wants me to protect his daughter. I'm going to go out for a smoke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I did like how he... Milk. You watch her. Yeah. yeah, I like how he did go um, to that to the um, the Catholic Church and, and had to go into the restricted 
section like Harry Potter again, but yeah. uh, you know, and, and had to find that that one book that had all of the the information he needed in. But um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just something that I enjoyed. I thought it was it just had more, you know, bite to it. I think it, they were more menacing and I felt like they were really, you know, they really would kill you and do things to you. And they were really Satan worshipers. And, you know, when I think about something like devil rides out, that was just a bunch of people screaming in togas. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this was more like, you know, <clears throat> menacing, threatening. So, Oh, well, it's okay. It's okay. Taminator. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, and give this our our. Uh, my my mind is blank. Scores. <laughs> let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and give this our scores. Um, I'll go first since uh, you guys are going to trash it. This is a nine point five. No, I'm just kidding. It's not a nine point five. Um, I, I would say. I would say to me, this movie is an eight out of ten. Uh, it loses a point for the rock and it loses, and it loses a point for having a daggone 14 year old buck naked in it. Okay. I'm not sure what they were thinking. Um, uh, so, but there's a lot of religious imagery in this. I, I, I love that kind of horror. Um, if you enjoy the omen, if you enjoy those sorts of seventies, satanic panic, uh, type of films, that has a little bit of a mystery to it. I think you'll enjoy this. Um, especially since it's, it's not to me, it's not, it's not a popular movie. I don't think a lot of people talk about it. I still think, uh, for the, the average horror fan, this is a, a a gem to, to discover, but I could be, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. So let's, let's, let's see where, where Tammy lies on this one. Um, let me just mention one more thing. These friends that Vin was talking about, one is played, the female is played by Honor Blackman or mm-hmm. Pussy Galore, who just died last week at 94. So she mm-hmm. deserves a shout out. Um, I, I guess, Mark, you and I are like the opposites, like how I feel about the other, the satanic rites of Dracula. And then you have this one and then we flip back and forth. I would give this one a two, and I think that's being generous. I wow. love, you know, yeah, I, you know I love 70s. You know I love devil worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> Public service announcement. Caminator <laughs> loves devil worshiping. I just want that sound bite. Yes. That is a sound bite that could be used against me, but you yes. know what? <laughs> like, you want that I love my new ringtone. You, you, like, <laughs> you like movies that depict devil <laughs> Yes, I do very much. I mean, the the world of 70s devil worshiping horror is completely my jam. This just felt like a wannabe. I did not connect with this. And I really thought I would. Like, this was my pick, guys. This was my one pick that made the list. And I'm embarrassed of that. (laughs) And I had never seen it before. I kind of picked it because there was some hubbub about the book back in the day. And so I was kind of interested in what the movie was like. And I apologize a thousand times for picking it. So, two. You shouldn't. You should not apologize. I thought it was well worth the watch. Well, so we have an eight and we have a two. What about you, Vin? Before I give my score last, 
Hammer episode, Mark, you said that I usually bring uh, stories of tragedies with people <laughs> in these films. Who died on this <laughs> and, one? Uh, I didn't want to let you down. Uh, so I wanted to make sure to let you know that Michael Goodliff, he was the uh, the older guy who was working with Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he committed suicide uh, pretty much right after this, uh, mm-hmm. suffering from depression. Um, he was at a, in a hospital um, in Wimbledon, and he jumped off a fire escape. Um, so wow. just wanted to bring that news to you. <laughs> A little bit of sunshine for everybody. Right. Uh, I didn't want you to feel like I let you down this this episode. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm at a 6.5. Um, for me, that's like, it, it's worth checking out. You know, like I'd say, yeah, okay, maybe rent it once. Uh, if, you, if you're if you into 70s, satanic horror, that kind of thing. If you're not Tammy. Um, but... <laughs> But and it's no not one, one that is. I'm going to look to. I'm not going to look to own it or anything like that. I don't feel like I'm going to really need to go back to it again at all. Um, I think you know it's slick. There's some cool scenes, um, but said I don't really like Richard Widmark in this, um, and you know it's kind of a slog in other ways. Um, so six point five. It's worth worth checking out, but I'm not going to return to it. Okay, here's a question: Do you prefer this or Satanic Rites of Dracula? Uh, I give us a higher score than Satanic Rites of Dracula. So I think Boo-ya. I was at like five for that or something like that. Booyah. There we go. <laughs> no. What did you That's give, okay. Mark? What did you give Satanic Rites of Dracula? I can't remember. I a believe two? I gave it a four. No. Oh, four. All right. <laughs> I have to really, really, really hate a movie to give it a two. I mean, I think it was a I three. really, really, really hated it. If I remember correctly, I think you said one for Christopher Lee, one for Cushing, and one more because you felt bad for them. Okay. I think that's what might have been I it. I might have given you came a three. to a three, I think, for that one. Okay. Well, I'll go back and check. But yeah, so you you definitely I know I didn't give it a two, so you definitely uh you know got a little lower than me. You're really kicking it when it's down. But that's okay. That's okay. We all like different things. And it's weird because there are movies that we agree a hundred percent on. Yeah. And then there's Movies like, uh, like I know Tammy's going to like this, and then you end up hating it, and vice versa. So that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. That's what makes the podcasting world go around. All right. Well, that was our feature review of To the Devil, <laughs> A Daughter. And with that, we will close our old Hammer Studios reviews. Uh, and looking forward to our modern hammer reviews in the next two episodes. Uh, that would be episode 83 and episode 85. Uh, of course, in between, we have the Rotten Roundtable episodes. Join us for those. Um, and Revenant Van, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at the Horrorcast group page, um, Ben Horrorcast, or you can see my blog at therevenantreview.com. All right, Taminator, how about yourself? I don't have a blog, but you can find me at the uh, on the Horrorcast group page or my own on Facebook. Your blog is www. I gave to the devil a daughter a two. dot com. Okay, it is that's now. What web, that's what your web page is. Yeah, it is now. That's right. All right. Well, if you want to email us, uh, old school. Most of us. Uh, we talk back and forth on uh, the Facebook group. That's the, that's the probably the best way um, to, to get a hold of us. But if you want to email us, uh, do so at askthehorrorcast at gmail.com 
follow us on Twitter at the HCast or check us out on Instagram, uh, which is just the horror cast. And you'll be um, notified of new episodes dropping on all of those different um, social media sites. Uh, check us out and, and try to interact with us. We would love for you to do that. And uh, that's going to do it for episode 81 of the horror cast where we're all killer, no filler. Stay scared. <laughs>